like honestly what is up everyone welcome to another episode of non-fungible podcast i am nate digital today it's just me and yaba in studio but actually we have a special guest tonight it is the one and only sniper from sit down with sniper what is up, man? How in our in's very own, bro. Yes, sir. Represent. You know, it's <laughs> I, I can't complain, man. It's it's such an honor, you know, to be able to talk to you guys and be able to do something with y'all. I've never been on the receiving end of an interview. I might have once or twice, hey. but so it's it's hey, kind of hey, the first, you know. But so I can't, buddy. Complain. Kick back, take us, you know, just just rest up, chill. We're gonna hang out, have a good time. We'll do all the heavy lifting. I'm sure Yaba will have a ton of questions for you. That's a bet. You're already throwing it on me, Nate. You ain't got no questions for Sniper. <laughs> I was just going to tee it up and let you guys go back and forth for an hour. But um, actually, because me and Sniper are the most vocal in the chat, because, uh, you know, me and Sniper have the most personality. What What, what is it, man? What, what is, is it? I don't know, man. Sniper. Yeah, I mean, Sniper is one of my, probably one of my, I can't say my favorite person because that's, that's Thug. You know, gotta, gotta, <laughs> gotta give, gotta give love to Thug, man. Shout out to Thug who hadn't been around for a while. But, um sniper man he comes through always dropping the heat you know always engaging i'm always laughing at at, at lines he's dropping in the discord and he's um, a, he, he's an early adopter of the voice message on discord very yeah, early man, adopter, I mean, a pioneer sometimes i want to get in and do it and i'm like man i just I'm like in the car or like in bed next <laughs> it's like i'm over here just talking you. at sniper in Discord. i've never been good with voice messages man i need to do better at that i could talk to you're a podcast live, host but for somebody <laughs> Yeah, but leaving a voice message is something because uh, yeah, I'll listen to all... it before I send it. And I'm like, God damn, that sounds whack. I've you just get there. all trembly, choked up. I've been there but, multiple yeah. times, Yaba. I've been there, bro. And not only that, I've sent a couple voice messages and after I was like, damn, I really wish I could delete that. <laughs> but uh, I think in, in like Twitter DMs, I don't think you can delete them. So I use them in Twitter yeah. DMs. I use them in Discord servers. Um, okay. But podcasting is what made me become just more vocal yeah i guess so just sharing more often <laughs> and stuff even my cat's vocal yeah. i can hear him over there meowing somewhere but yeah man it's fun man i love using it. everybody is that is that where the podcast originated you you actually talking to your cat and now you have sit down yeah with man so <laughs> so yeah basically just too busy talking to other people myself my cat i was like damn you know what i kind of talk a lot i like talking to other people so why not actually start up a podcast to where I can make use out of myself talking so much. And uh, like two years ago, I think I started in like November of 2021. And then I uh, just kind of ran from there, bro. Can't complain. Uh, so we we kind of jumped jumped a step, step here. My first question, mm -hmm. are you rocking the Yeezy slides right now, the prison slides? <laughs> I am. I actually am. <laughs> I actually am. Woo! Yes, shit. sir. Okay. Hey Nate, guess what? Like, let me let me let me do a little Dita show here. I actually got the f I I, I had because I have a all I believe, you know they they just released some Yeezy collections, right? Um, and uh, they did it on a confirmed app. I actually entered the raffle for the foam, the foam runners. Got them, got them, got them. boy. Secured the bag. Secured the bag. Now I have the foam runners. Tonight. Um, they haven't come. They haven't come yet. And I ordered them two weeks ago. You now have your forever airplane <laughs> shoe, have. your airport yes. shoe. 
Yeah. Right, Don't so do any long distance Crocs, unless you hello, like blisters. Foam runners. Yeah. Are they? Com- yeah, I mean, have you have you worn before? I heard they're super comfortable. Dude, they're like Nate walking on them. clouds, but. Long distance, you will get shin splints. You'll get blisters if you don't have socks. <laughs> it's a great shoe. Really? But... Yeah, dude. Okay. Wait, do you wear yours with socks or without socks? Dude, it depends on the look, bro. It depends on the fit. I, I, for, for me, some reason, I don't think the foam runners look good with socks. Okay. Uh, hold the phone. I will do some market research. I'll get some. I'll get on my Photoshop yep. AI. Bro, with the right fit, <laughs> some like little, uh, you know... Some calf socks, some little, yeah, bro. You just okay, gotta, just got a rocket. Okay, I, I mean, I could see it, I guess, but you know, I only wear crew socks. Know. I've only wore crew socks for like, I would say probably over a decade. I don't wear. I have a damn. I have that, a very and, bad. And crew socks line. was out. Crew socks were out for a good part of that. So they came back. You, you were just legit. No matter what, sticking with it. No matter what, sandals. Uh, yeah. flip flops. I don't, I don't go barefoot whatsoever. So at all times, <laughs> I, now people think this is wild, but yeah, I will throw out a wild take. I sleep in socks. So yeah, sometimes I sleep in socks. If it's cold, I'll sleep in socks, but other times I'm like, I'm ripping hey, those bitches off. Don't matter. I, I want So <laughs> I used, I was a long time, uh, sock sleeper. I'm talking about up until like a few months ago. Mm. Um, might be TMI, but I, I ditched I ditched the boxers and the socks at the same time. We're free, baby. <laughs> wow, you, 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 you wait, you go commando? Only a t-shirt. <laughs> what? That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Wait, wait. <laughs> that, that, pause. I, I don't think I've ever heard of this, Nate. I re- pause. <laughs> hey, twenty twenty three is wild, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> Sleeping in a t-shirt, yo. I, I feel like I, I've only heard of girls sleeping. I was gonna in say it's it's not like a, a long t, like a like a. Is it a, is it a big XXL? Comes down to my knees. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Wait, what if you sleep in a midriff? It says like baby fat. It says baby on it. <laughs> Damn. Hey, I've been sleeping hey, good, Nate, bro. Nate be, Nate be, good. Nate's ass be hanging off the bed like Pepe. You know that that, that meme with the booty yes. clapping? Look. <laughs> Nate is wild. I probably wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have admitted that one, but that's, Ooh, that's spicy. A that's a good one. That's a good one. Ooh, like spicy. Hey, do not cut this out. Do not cut Jeez. this out. This is way off the rails. Stock, yeah, man. Well, let's tonight. get back on the rails, man. Let's get back on the rails. Let's so talk sniper, about you, sniper, you sleep with socks. Um continue no i'm sorry <laughs> no let, let's uh we'll try to steer it back on track i i kind of want to get, get back into your content journey because like you said or you know 2021 did you did you mess with content before nfts or did you just kind of ride this bull bull of the nft market you just you know we're sick of talking to your cat you just said fuck it no so um i think every male at one point in their life has like sat in their room and like really thought that a podcast was like going to solve all their problems. So uh, <laughs> maybe just, not solve, but, but that thought it would be a good idea. Yeah. Like yeah, at, at yeah. one point, I think every guy's like looked over and, and maybe even women too, but have been like, you know what? 
this is the I answer. Think, I think we need a podcast. And they're yeah. like, yeah. dog, that's that's yeah. we need answer. more dudes so, on it, microphones. It, anybody can do a podcast. Yeah. Why are we doing a podcast? Exactly. You know, and I got content, I got shit to say. Exactly. And, and that's you probably really don't have shit to say, but nothing. You know, not Joe not Rogan a, just not a damn thing. <laughs> Literally, not a damn thing to say. But and I thought to myself, I was like, you know, I have I was in that boat. I was like, you know, I've always wanted to do a podcast. I've always enjoyed uh speaking with people. It's always been like a talkative kind of person. So I was like, you know, maybe a podcast is the right way to go. And I kind of looked into it, but I didn't want to like really do a podcast on anything that I wasn't too like well diversed on, I guess, or I couldn't really get on there and just really be able to speak my mind on something and, and just really talk about it for hours. So I was like, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe I'll just wait. And then once I got into NFTs, um, it was about realized nobody knew what they were talking about. Yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> nobody knows. So since nobody knows, no. So like 2019, 2020, uh, I waited about a year. I got some knowledge under my belt and I yeah. was like, you know, I kind of feel more comfortable talking in a space where you're kind of right, Nate, where nobody knew the direction or there was no right way to talk or do yeah. something about it where you have like Joe Rogan or other people yeah. they're, they're yeah. well, you know, they're already there. They've already had well those versed. platforms. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and then I just kind of learned, you know, Joe Rogan, for example, you know, you don't have to like him or nothing, but some people didn't even learn about his podcast until episode two or 3000. Um, some people yeah, knew fact. about it from day one. That's, that's fine. Uh, and you'll have those people, but I just told myself, like, if someone, one of the largest podcasts in the world, if people aren't finding that until episode three, 4,000 and other people, um, you know, I'm only about 50 episodes in now, two years in, but from the very yeah. start, I was just like, you know, let's try to do this weekly. Let's try to just talk with people. And the main thing was I wanted a guest. Um, I wanted a co-host. I'm sorry. And I wanted it on there regularly, but I knew that was very hard and I kind of wanted to be on my own schedule. So I was like, you know, I guess the best way to combat that would be try to get a weekly guest, which would kind of be like a co-host. So I'm able to bounce off someone every week. And so for like the last, I don't know, however, 50, 60 weeks, I've been able to luckily get a, um, a guest every week besides like two months last year, whenever I had a little health problem. But other than yeah. that, we've been very consistent. I've been with NRN. Uh, yeah, just having fun. Respect. Yeah, you know. Respect. Big love to them. You know, I talked to RSG early on. He helped me push the podcast. And then from there, man, it's kind of just been growing. Uh, and, yeah, I, I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. But it is interesting in which way the space is going right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> the, the algorithm is just shot on Twitter. which I, is. I, hey, I, I was about to say when you said like nobody knew really the right way but everybody was interested so you know you had an audience no matter what you were talking about you had an audience to 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 tell them something about as long as you knew you know generally what you were speaking it was good and you were entertaining which you are so but now man i mean we are in a, a bit of a straight a dire straight here like you know where where are we going this is a crossroad man nate i don't know about you but and how you feel about the market but uh, could i don't know if we ever get back to 2021 well not even just the market but 
what the market does to content creators uh, in the Web3 space. <laughs> like it, it, uh, Well, a lot of them have fallen off, man. A yeah, lot the of ones that are still off. here, right? Yeah. We're still here. I mean, we're, we're going through it. You know, it's always a struggle, man. Nate and I, we always go back and forth. Like, ah, should we do one tonight? You know, <laughs> should we not? We would love to have this like night off. I mean, but we've taken, you know, very few breaks. I, I feel for us, man, we've, we've been pretty consistent. Like you have sniper. Um, I agree. But at some know, point, but, like you, you push yourself to that consistency and like it, it will yeah. catch up to you. Like, you know, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, we and we we working at it now because there I think there's a balance, Nate, because it's a right. balance between um do we just want to keep putting this stuff out there and going because I mean a lot of th- we just don't have breaks, man. Or should we try to balance it out and have breaks in between and well, you know. And then you can't plan it. for the news like we were planning on being off last yeah. week and then the SEC yeah. just goes and sues everybody. And I was like, Nate, we got to run it, man. There's no it way was we're like not, a, we're not a capturing this content. Red alert in the uh in the studio. <laughs> and uh, yeah man i mean it's just one of those things man like like you said joe rogan didn't get discovered till episode uh, like for a lot of people didn't discover him till episode 2000 i think that's a very big part part of this is just being consistent because they're going to be times in 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 the in in a journey that nobody cares what you're talking about right and then all of a sudden that comes back around and people are going to be wanting to see like, all right, where can I get this information from? Because I feel like that's what we suffered from the last time, right? We had all this activity and we didn't have any experts. So we leaned to influencers or grifters to tell us where to go and what to buy. And we got kind of messed up. Now, if that when the bull market comes back, I'm hoping it comes back. I believe it'll come back. You got people that have been dedicated been here been been keeping up on the space like yourself sniper like us that can actually guide people down the right path and hopefully they'll care what we have to say again i mean i definitely think that they'll they'll care what we have to say and i think they'll continue to care what we have to say but i I really think it depends on like you know what what does a bull market look like to you now if a bull market is is 69 million dollar people sales and stuff no no we're probably not gonna see that for a long time if ever again but if if a bull market to you is onboarding uh the masses i mean i, I guess you could look at people like luca and, and pudgy penguins and what cool cats is doing at these licensing events i mean they are bringing it to the masses i'm not saying that's a bull market or going to trigger any upticks in any coin or nothing but I do think there's positive things going around in this space, but I think it's easy to overlook them because over the last two years, uh, it looks like a net negative, I guess it would be. Yeah. So, I mean, but for me, I think as I've, I've just learned this, that with the podcast and stuff, what we do, I feel like is needed, but maybe it is a stepping stone to get people to the next spot or, I know for me, it's whenever we pull them in, we gotta we gotta offer more. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm just hoping that they do stick around and that they do listen to us because yeah. I I feel like we're pretty damn good and we offer you yeah. know some great content. So exactly, iron sharpen iron, man. You know, and uh, we're just getting better. Even though like our listenership might be down, I feel like if we're consistent, you know we'll be there and ready for the next go run and people are like what we have to say because hey we we not new to this yeah exactly. but it's also when that ship goes down we're going down too 
we'll be that shoulder to cry on. We're not going anywhere. You yeah, know, that's true. Yep. yep we'll commiserate. Yep. You know, we've been here, man. People respect that too when we get back. You know, hundred like, percent. Y'all didn't run. Y'all didn't stop. Now, like snipe. It. You uh, you Go said ahead. you have a guest every episode. Like, do you find yourself like? Is it like the snake eating its tail? Like you're just always in that loop trying to find the next guest? Because we kind of found ourselves like in a little loop there where we were more worried about booking a guest than like kind of who the guest was maybe. I think when we kind of stopped worrying about the guest, started having a little more fun, things kind of turned around for us. I mean, how do you feel about that? <laughs> um, it's, it's definitely uh, a hard thing. Whenever I first started it, I definitely had the intentions of going for as long as I could without doubling back on a guest. So a lot of my guests know, and I've spoke with them off air to like ask. And there's a lot of people I would like to have, because once again, Joe Rogan, will use him for an example. He has 3000 episodes, but he don't have 3000 different guests. He does have regulars. Um, he yeah. has people that have been on there five times, 10 times, two, three times. So I just told myself before I, I circle back and ask anyone, I try to wait about a year because I feel like it, there's a lot that can happen, especially in this space within a year to see if yeah. they're even still here, to see if they're even still doing whatever they do. Because some of the people that I've had on the podcast are no longer around. Franklin, uh, Ryan Carson, and Frank you know, back. It, whatever. Um, he can, <laughs> he can, he's back, but he's letting everybody he know that he's, he don't kind of, he, he, he's like a shell of himself now. I feel like he's not the Franklin of old. Yeah, you lose like a quick thousand ETH, you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna, yeah, get a little, it's, yeah, it's different, man. Cold. And I got, I got mad love for Franklin though. He's a great guy. He was actually, seems like it. Yeah, he, he was actually the first person that I met in the space back two, three years ago. He was the first person to ever buy something from me a piece of art from me years ago so much respect to franklin i can't lie there he is mad helpful but um yeah just horrible what it's turned on but with the with the podcasting i learned that the guest every week i was like damn this is hard i wanted to make it to where i didn't circle back get anybody for the second time until after a year i'm kind of at that mark now but I mean, and I say this in the most respectful and humble way. If I just opened up the podcast to interview anybody, I feel like it wouldn't be a problem getting everybody every week because there's, I feel like there's always someone that wants to get in front of the mic, rather it's just to shill what they have. It's all, and, and that's it's not what I want. Shill. Exactly. Right. And that's not what I want. I'm more or less trying to learn about someone. So it does get hard because you start having to pick and choose. You do have to look at it as a business in the sense of, do I mean, and this is going to sound like a dick. I don't know if we can cuss on here, but this is going to sound pretty rude that like, you know, if people want to hear from certain people at certain times, if someone releases something and they're super hot yeah. in the moment, yeah, people would probably want to hear from them more than someone else. If, if you're wanting to talk about a project that nobody knows about, um, no one knows who you are or like you're basically just coming on there to say buy this then no, that's probably not the conversation I'm looking to have. You're not trying to tell us about, you know, what you do in the space. You're just like, Hey, this is the best thing ever come by this. And then you yeah. just disappear from the space. So I do try to watch out for those, but to answer your question, yeah, it's, it's hard getting someone every week. And I'm to the point now to where like, I don't know who I grab anymore because so many people <laughs> are leaving the answer. space, you know, so many yeah, people don't yeah. want to be here or, 
Um, yeah. And then I was, right, yeah. I was having the problem also where I would record five, six episodes in two weeks, but six episodes stretched out is what a month and two weeks. So yeah. what we're talking about a month and two weeks ago might not even be right. close to relevant or, yeah. or they might say, Hey, I have a drop next week. That was two or even like mentioning ETH yeah. at 2,500 or something. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Anything you mention has to be like somewhat relative yeah. in the week. So whenever you start re- pre-recording episodes, it's like, you have to know how to talk to the guest and you have to make it not a time-based conversation, which they can turn to that. And this space yeah. is super tough. Yeah. We, we ran into that a bunch. I mean, like 100%. last week we recorded an episode cause some news dropped and then it's like, fuck, we need to actually put this episode out cause it's going to be old. Uh, yeah. Quick note on the reoccurring guests. Um, dude, it's not always a bad thing, man. So like, you know, Rogan has a bunch of his comedian friends on, like, I don't listen to Rogan anymore, but like, if Theo Vaughn is on Rogan, I'm listening. If Joey Diaz is on Rogan, I'm listening. You know what I mean? Like, right. and then you build a rapport with them and then you can even, you know, t- talk about some of the shit yeah. you talked about, you know, six months ago. Talk about it's how a, dumb you, you know, guys Nate, are. That's a real good point, man. And I was going to mention that too. Like, and that's one of the benefits of having a, uh, a co-host, I guess, um, is because like, I think we realized that too. Like we were getting a lot of um guest on and you know they had interesting stuff to say i'm not going to say they didn't but it really wasn't it really wasn't relevant sometimes it wasn't interesting and you know it kind of forced us to focus on them more so than building up ourselves and our rapport and i think when we kind of you know said hey look let's just work on building our personalities and how we connect how we vibe on air i think that was a a a pretty good call to kind of focus like kind of come back and focus in where it benefits to have a co-host, you know, sometimes, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess, you know, for you, it'll be the guests, like, you know, those reoccurring guests that come back on, but yeah, I, I do see, I do exactly see exactly what you're saying there. It's, I think something that a lot of people don't understand as well. Um, podcasting, I don't think it's hard unless it's, unless you're someone that, um, might have fear of like speaking with people or just don't want to like have your voice out there. So, but the common misconception I think people have about my podcast specifically is, or don't know, I should say, is that my stuff is, is like one take done. I very first take Drake. One, yeah, one take, take Timmy. One, one take, take Timmy. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and, and I say that hopefully that's a, like a respectful, humble thing to say, but like, I don't, it's not it's that not. I don't feel the need to edit it. It's that I just don't feel everything's off the hip. There is no script. None of my yeah. episodes have scripts. It's just genuine. You don't have questions beforehand. No, there's no need to. Okay. I mean, so, okay. and then like, you can even hear, uh, and I encourage you to go back and listen okay. to it, but there's an episode I did with Mike Mongo. He's an astronaut and he's the co-founder of obey. So I get, oh, I remember, him. I get yeah. like four minutes in five minutes in I've written, I've written templates for my episodes early on of this is kind of how I want it to go. Like not necessarily questions. And he could tell, he picked it up right at the beginning of the episode. And he was like, well, if we're going to do that, then I I don't want to do this episode. And it caught me off guard because we're live. And he's like, you know, 
if, if you're just going to ask me questions or look off a template for the whole episode, then it's not really what I want. That's not organic. So unless you can fire off the hip with shit, then I really don't want to, um, you know, do it. And he was saying it in a respectful way and I got what he meant. And then from the, from there, the whole conversation, excuse me, for an hour was, uh, was, was off the hip and pretty good. And then from there, I just kind of knew that people enjoyed a more organic situation, a more organic conversation. And I've seen that in this space, um, unfortunately, where someone will go into a spaces or an interview and I'll sit through it and they'll ask them a question and they're so onto the script that the answers can't flow into something else. Like if someone says something interesting, you can't ask they them about it. it. Yeah. They, they just, just totally ask the next question. It. Yeah, I exactly. And I don't, I don't like that when podcasting, like if you say something interesting, like, Oh you yeah. Want to dive into it. Yeah, yeah. Like, Oh, you just bought 150 of something. We'll we'll talk about the other stuff in a minute. Let's talk about how you just bought 150 and why you did that. So. See Nate, see Nate, see. This is where Nate and I play well off of each other. Nate will prepare questions, and I'll come in randomly off the hip asking yeah, questions yeah. and derail the whole interview. Yaba never has anything <laughs> prepped, but he has thirty questions, and they're all in the last ten minutes. But, but 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 they they all come off the off the rip like from the conversation, man. And but I think it is good to have some prepared questions to kind of drive and lead the conversation. You it's know a where the conversation is it's going. It's a playbook for the beginning yeah. of the game. When the game starts, then I you call throw audibles. audibles. Yes. Yaba's I, going I'm, deep, I'm, baby. I'm, I'm, Streaks, I'm the baby. sheriff. I'm Peyton Man. I'm calling them at the line, bro. Now, Omaha. Now I do, Peyton Man for Omaha. Now, I do want to say this. I do think that um, I will also say, so anytime I have a guest, I do my research on them, which, mm-hmm. in, which in hand leaves me with a ton of questions. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah, yeah, absolutely. If I'm doing research on like, for example, the last episode that you heard Yabo was Hafka. Now doing mm-hmm. research on him, I had plenty of questions. He's a 69 year old artist who has been doing this a long time. Plenty of questions arise with that in itself. But um, yeah, just being able to, now I credit two people a lot for the interview style, which is GQ, which luckily I've had the luxury of interviewing them, Kevin Schlittenhardt over there and Nardwar. So Nardwar is, if I could be like anyone in the space, it'd be Nardwar, mm-hmm. seriously, because mm-hmm. the amount of research he does on his guest, his questions are absurd. And they're questions you never want to go into a podcast asking questions that you've already heard before. And that's why I yeah. do my five questions. If no one's ever listened to my podcast at the very end, I do five questions every season. They change. But I ask every guest, you know, a set of five questions that really aren't nothing to do with Web3 but it gives them yeah. like a breath of fresh air. They're like, Oh damn, like where would I go on vacation or what would I do with this amount of money? You know, it's something that <laughs> it's a, it's a refresher. Yeah. So I like that. I like that. Nate, let's steal that. All right. Sure? I, we asked 20, well, let's 21 questions. How about that? That could be a series, bro. You got to think that could be a wild, wild, good series. Yeah. Just talk to people, take five minutes of their time, five, 10 minutes of their time. And then whenever you start going to conferences, you'd be like, yo, you want to do this quick 21 questions with uh, me and Nate real quick. And then bow off the hip, hit him with 21. There you go. What's hey, that? Yo. What's that guy that does that, that nerd guy? You know what I'm saying? He interviews rappers and he's Nardwar. like super Nardwar. 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 No, okay. Okay. I said. didn't know who he was, bro. I didn't know who he was, but that's him. Hey, I, I think we I mean, he re-brand. always gets people. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hear it out. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Snardwar. <Huh>? Snard. <laughs> no. I mean, I laughed at that, Nate. I laughed at that, Jimmy Cricket. 
But no, I okay. So now we need to get back on track. Get back to the NFT space. Let's yeah. talk about that. Let's talk about how Sniper got involved in because I mean, you were in the shoe game. We were talking about this earlier before the podcast started. I feel like a lot of people that were in the shoe game are in Top Shot. Yeah, they got into the flipping of NFTs yep. really early. They they under they saw the space. They saw the potential, and they were the ones that I feel like really made out big on, um on the flipping of the market you know so like what was your story man like how did you get involved into the Uh, nft space that's funny so i think a a little side story that not a lot of people know and hopefully i'm not busting him out right here but saigar from the azuki team um so back in the day like yeah i started reselling shoes and stuff botting and all that Mm -hmm. stuff i don't think that's too wild to say Saigar, Saigar, I'll, I'll go ahead and bust him out a little bit. He was in the scene as well. So Saigar was one of the devs in the scene. I won't say what bot he worked for, what bot he worked on. But um, come to find out, once we transitioned to NFTs, Saigar would be the one that would invent the ERC-721A. So you can even Google who invented erc 721a it'll pop up a zuki team it was saigar that created right yeah that was a zuki so that was nuts um coming from then i always understood supply and demand i understood Mm -hmm. the botting side of stuff and then one of my friends early on was like yo and showed me nfts and um it was a certain project that um i no longer even associate with now i don't like them so i won't give them (laughs) i won't give them no love here but you know, wait, sh- wait, you can't leave it. You can't leave us like that. Oh uh, no, wait, it's wait, it's wait. ghost. I don't I don't mess with ghost. Um, ghost was wait a, the artist ghost. G Y is the artist, um, but it's ghost, G-Y. and he always puts all his like vowels with X's. Um, yeah, that one. But that, yeah, I mean, no. he look that dude had. I mean, his stuff is still pretty valuable, right? I mean, yeah. If you, I mean, if if we want to go there, I'm. In his collection, Pain Gang, yeah. there's a cookie yeah. called Negative Seven Cookie. You go look at the uh, attributes on it. It says my name. That's That was made after me. So, I mean, me and him had a great early history on. Um, you know, I even have pieces in the collection named after me. But we fell out early on. And, um, yeah, I have no love for them. But that's where it all started. That's where I would meet Franklin, all these yeah. great people early on. And um, I, my friend showed it to me. And I was like, oh, like so many people wanted these pictures, kind of like shoes. I was like, damn, there's yeah. not a lot of these and people are paying some pretty good money. But if you can get yeah. it on drop, it's cheap. I was like, OK, I see what we're doing here. Well, at the time, I'm not someone who really came from money. So I never had the extra money to spend on one of these. I would see yeah. my friend do it. And he was one of the early on people who kind of. He got out of NFTs like two years ago, so he made a, a decent bag and ran. But long story short, yeah, uh, I would start my NFT run. The infamous story of, do you, I don't know if y'all know what Zed Run is, but Zed Run. Oh yeah, yeah. that's where that. <laughs> yeah. I sold my horse to buy my first ape. So okay, yeah, so listen yeah. to this. Listen, yeah. listen how good this gets. So me and my buddies see the Zed Run, and we see passive income. So we're thinking, me being from Kentucky, I like horses. I like horse racing. Everything sounded right up my alley. I'm like horse racing, passive income, like 
Yeah. If I'm going to invest in something, I can well, make this. Be worse set. Set. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can live off these horses. Back. Yeah. Okay. So guess cool. what? These horses are going to have digital horses. They're going to have babies. Yeah. We're going to just exactly. live off those babies. We're going to sell gonna them. Sell yeah. those. Like I know how horses go. Yeah. I'm from Kentucky. I get this. Be a rich horse breeder. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, bro, this a is digital horse breeder. That's literally. exactly what was in your literally. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, this is my stuff. So I have the option of buying. A Z horse at 0.5 mm-hmm. or a board eight at point, <laughs> point 0.4, point 0.5. Okay. You know? Yeah. yeah. Whenever I, yeah. I saw board apes, whenever they released, I didn't like them. I still to this day will I say, I still to this day will say it's, I know the artist, Seneca, big shout mm-hmm. out to her. I met her in LA. She's a great woman, mm-hmm. but the art is not there for me. Just not yeah. there for me. Mutants, not there for me. None of that shit. So I was like, yeah. At the time, no one knew that all these airdrops you would get. And so I thought passive income versus picture. Right. Anybody would have picked passive income if I would have said it to them like that. So I picked. When you say it like that. (laughs) When I say it like that, it sounds great, right? So I picked the passive income. I get the horse. A week later goes by. Apes just going up and up. And up, and I'm like, yeah. damn, boy, I should slow down coming. here soon. The right? pump coming. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, I should slow down soon, right? Yeah. Never did. Yeah. Why are these horses going up? Damn it. Where's <laughs> my passive income? I'm like, I'm like, damn, hey, bro, you know I what's funny? Do nothing. Like, what's up? So apes were pumping. You know, I saw when they minted. I I waited a couple weeks and I, I decided I want, wanted one. I went to go sell my horse. It sold in like 30 seconds. And when it, I was like, fuck, I just undercut myself. Like I, I felt so yeah. guilty. I I had to put a few extra hundred bucks of my own money. And, you know, at the time it was just, you know, I was like, I didn't have money. I was paycheck to paycheck. I was like, what the Literally. fuck am I doing? Digital horses, monkeys. Yeah. I remember buying that first ape and I had buyer's remorse. I was like, dude, what the fuck am I doing? This is so dumb. But my dumbass likes being cool on, on the internet. So I guess it paid yeah. off. That wasn't even my first, like... The horse was my first, I guess. NFT you were making the, the smart longest. businessman decision. I was exactly. trying to look cool so. on the internet. <laughs> I thought so, and then, but that would tell of two cities. Yeah, that wouldn't even be my first NFT though. The first one I would probably say was come to my cool seminar. Cats, like actual, actual, like worth something NFT was Cool Cats, right? And and even then, like it's on the blockchain. People can see that was a gift from Klon. Check the chain, bro. Yeah. You could check the chain. My cat's from Klon. Mm-hmm. So it was a gift yeah. from him. Whenever cool cats first launched, it was like seven days after launch. And, uh, they knew like, well, I, how, how, how did you get that gift from Klon though? So, I mean, did you know Klon beforehand? No, I hadn't, I had seen Klon's work as the cartoonist on, I believe yeah. it was IG. I didn't, I didn't put two and two together that it was him. Mm-hmm. I had just, whenever he said, yo, this is my IG. I had already seen it. I had already liked some of the in- images. So I was like, yo, I, I know of this IG page. I never knew that it was you though. Never followed yeah. his journey. He, he was shilling his token. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, uh, and then I got in the server and I'm real big fan of, and it comes from collecting. Like I said, I collect shoes, cards, Legos. Uh, I love the rarity aspect of things. So whenever, the whole project came out, I was noticing like he was doing certain traits that were inspired by anime or cartoons. So I was becoming a trait sniper of my own because there wasn't that many websites out there that were doing it whenever it first launched. Um, And I was just like spotting them all out. 
and he loved it. And I was just really involved with the community and I really wanted to be a part of it. But I understood like I missed that train of like yeah. getting it for $50 because that's what the original yeah. price was. And that's yeah. cool. Like I'm not going to sit here and moan, com- complain about it. Like I'll just try to get the next NFT. Well, well man, did they kind of go up a little quickly? And I was like, yeah. man, they're out. Of- everything was going on. Yeah, they yeah. everything was going yeah. off. And I was if like, you didn't mint, you were out. You were out yeah. basically at these days. Well, um, that's what so- everyone thought. And then it's like, I'm not buying apes at two ETH. I'm not buying cool cats at two ETH. Exactly. Yeah, and things exactly, things yeah. would keep going up. So I was just like, you know, I'm a rock with the community, but unfortunately, I'm just not going to be able to be a part of it. And at the time, everyone knows that Kalan has an arsenal that he minted himself. And then after mint, he went on secondary and bought the ones that he felt were low valued. Like, oh, someone's not appreciating yeah. this enough. Let me buy it uh, for myself and then maybe give it away in the future, yada, yada. And he sent me like four or five cats. I had no clue about rare. Mine's not even super rare or nothing, but I had no clue about rarities, no clue about nothing. He was just like, yo, like you think any of these look cool? And I was like, yeah, yeah that one looks super cool. The one that I pick now, um, the one that I rock now. And he was like, well, well, let me shoot it to you and, you know, just like get you involved in the community and like bring you into the cool cats and you could have a cat. So that from that moment forward, I kind of like told myself, like not only, did I like the cool cats genuinely? I was going to try to use it as my IP, but um, yeah, I was never going to sell it. I was never going to do none of that with it. Like that's really what I wanted to. And I mean, I had great offers. Like I said, I'm someone that don't yeah. come from money. So whenever yeah. I saw 30, $30,000, $40,000 offers, it, it's kind of hard. Part of it was rough. To, it was, it yeah. wasn't hard though, because I, it was a gift and I just kind of understood how the market went. Once it was a gift to me, I just never looked at it as an asset. That That's what I was going to say was hard about it. It was because it's a gift. Like you can't really, you know, I mean, yeah, $30,000. Dude, if you, though, if you change your ask. life off of that Klon, free cat, Klon, Klon would understand. Klon told me, yeah. told me yeah. 100%. He said, brother, if there's any time you need to sell it, yeah. you better make that move because yeah, that's the like, you know, it's 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 for you so if that is something that would better you and we've seen it before like for example yeah uh and this is not to call nobody out but kevin from cool cats he no longer works with them but he ended up selling his cat and then Klon bought it back and gifted it to him so mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's it's all in good love yeah. and if that opportunity I mean, seems like a good dude yeah he is and like i told somebody yeah. jokingly i was like if y'all if y'all want to jokingly put a million on it watch how quick i accept it and then just buy another cat back and mm-hmm. Klon's gonna totally understand, like, the you know, some, you I know, dare like, you why would I, I dare, <laughs> I dare you? Watch how quick play I with me, it. boy. Play yeah, with me. play with me. So, yeah, but yeah. overall, play with me on a million. Okay, yeah, it's changed <laughs> my life. Joey Moose. It started the podcast. Um, I've used it for my podcast for a very long time. But, so, but sniper, let me let me jump. So, you still didn't tell me, like, so, were you close with Klon? Or no, were no, you just, no. Like, it's how did like he, why did he give you a cat? Because, like I said, I was very involved in the community, and okay, so he knew you was an active community member. Yes, yeah, and he was like, yo, I want active, you to stay in super, there. And I ha- yeah. and I've remained a, a active community member since. And there's okay. been a lot of times um, where I've went to bat for cool cats when mm-hmm. others might have felt like they didn't deserve that, or they felt like. I've got a lot of shit. 
Um, yeah, I mean, for, so you, you you're just cool like cat. RSG. We we give we give RSG a lot of shit for 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 rocking a cool cat. No, you know, like he's, like he's people, down. He's he's dedicated. Yeah, like you got to think like even he's a rider. Whenever people, especially some artists in this space, nobody in particular, but depending on what side of crypto Twitter you come from, people see a cool cat or an NFT like that. And and they think, oh, he's a man who's overly feminine. Klon just got called out for it yesterday. Like seriously. Like and it's <laughs> oh, wow. it's became a problem to where like some people won't talk to you because you have an NFT profile. And it's so yeah. stupid, bro. But yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I like the IP. I think I've I've chosen a good IP because mm-hmm. let's say it does become something. You know, early adopter of something that I'm very fond of. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Even if it went to zero, yeah. I still enjoy you know what I have, so yeah. not even early adopter like gifted by Klon. I mean, that's that's pretty fucking yeah. cool. That, that's special, yeah. man. That's special. Yeah, and um, I've got the luxury of meeting him too in LA. So whenever yeah. the NFT LA event, it was really yeah. cool. And I, I do just quickly want to say a big shout out to them because they sent a care package, and one of the team members actually came and visited me in the hospital, and um, it was just a, a crazy moment. So man that's 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 dope i mean i i don't know the inner workings of the cool cat so i give hard, rsg a hard time but you know they're they're an original collection i thought they had great ip and um i want to see them do well man and like i mean how do you feel about the future of the cool cats right now so are you still you're still an active community member you said like how do you how do you feel about the future of the cool cats oh overall i mean it's just like any big brand i'm sure they'll do things in the future and i'm sure they've done things in the past that i might not agree with but um i've learned like what uh maybe some of their decisions that they've took like as far as whenever they did the whole milk token and then tried to gamify things like yeah. not but, signing sit down with sniper as yeah, the not signing me cool cat um, <laughs> and i mean it's always hurt that that Klon has never came on the podcast but i've understood and i've spoke with yeah. the team um more closely and and i've i've understood it's not a personal thing which is how i took it for the longest uh mm-hmm. just being honest is is that's how i took it but it's not and um jarvis which is actually the I want to say he's like senior product manager. He's coming on the podcast soon. So they yeah. they do know about me. They do have respect for me and they do show love. Um, but going forward, I do have a lot of hope in them. I know that they're really big on being in the Macy's Day Parade, which I take that very heavily. I don't think that's something lightly because, I mean, that's a very big tradition. Now, yeah. I think every year after this, who is in it? will also tell if this is going to be a serious tradition going forward. Um, yeah. But them being at the licensing expo with the only other team that I've seen is Pudgy Penguins there. Now, there, mm-hmm. might, there might be other teams, I'm sure. I know Nian Cats there. Uh, big shout out to Chris Torres. But I, if, if they're really trying, they're really at these expos, they're really trying to get forward and they're trying to bring it to the masses – it don't it really don't matter if the 300 people on Twitter like you or not. It matters mm-hmm. if the 20,000 people on Amazon are buying your product. And yeah. it's a little more than 20,000. Yeah, yeah, it's more you know what I'm saying? It, it matters <laughs> yeah. if the the tens and hundreds of thousands outside of Twitter yeah. it's if the they're mass appeal. with you. 
Yeah, it's the mass and appeal. Dude, and Pudgy Penguins is doing that right now. So, but but how does that go back to the holder? I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. But how, how does how do how does that go back to the holder? Like, you know what I mean? As far as like, so, you're always looking for returns, Yava. Just enjoy yeah, no, your no. cute little cool cat. <laughs> go to Cooltopia. Enjoy yourself. It's a good I'm question. Still living in 2021, I'm still hanging on to that. No, okay? I, I and speaking that, of. It's, you can give royalties. I mean, I know Pudgy Penguins is trying to work with their people. And the thing is, I can't give you those answers until we do it, obviously. And, of course, I'm no one on the team. But you start getting a position to where people do really enjoy the Cool Cats and people see that there's a collection and people start wanting that on other stuff. Who's to say that we can't put someone's Cool Cat into a comic and give them royalties because kids really want to read a Cool Cat comic? Mm-hmm. We don't know yet. I mean, so... Yeah. I, it could come. I mean, it, it just depends on what the masses likes, what they want, not what yeah. we want. All I do know is uh, NFT NYC last year, the Cooltopia was not only cool as fuck, fun as fuck, but all the little kids there were having a blast. I did not see it. Mm, I it did not dope. see it. I heard it was great. Yeah, I didn't either. Don't feel bad. And I actually went to NFT NYC last year. I mean, dude, year. it's, yeah, it it's funny when great. you see the kids and parents that don't even know what it is. They don't even know why they're there, but their kids are fucking having a blast. Yeah. Love I mean, it. it appeals to me. That's a very appealing IP to, you know, children. Yeah. I, so. and, and I feel like it is. And it's the, it's the children and just like the, the softer side of things like, mm-hmm. you know, so I think overall you can appeal that to ages, like how games say one to 99, you're not really cutting nobody off. Anyone can freely like it and not, you know, yeah. mean something. Cool cats are for everybody. They are. Huh? Um, they really are. All right, let's. Yeah, Nate has a cool cat. I do. I. Uh, I didn't he, know that. He's swimming. He's there. He's. <laughs> he's yeah, gasping they, for hey, air, but he's there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's move from one IP to another. An okay. IP that you've created. I don't even know if it is an IP, but you've got some pretty cool art behind you. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, first of all, I see you in your art journey. It's fucking dope. Um, yeah. I when when did that start? But I also need to know, like, you're doing some like coding too, right? Or is it all painting? Like, like what are we doing? So all all my stuff now is strictly painting. I've moved to a minimalistic style. Uh, I'm really big fan of artists like Ellsworth Kelly and Frank Stella. Uh, I'm really big into Keith Haring. I have Keith Haring artwork tattooed on me. Uh, That's old school. Yeah, Basquiat. But I feel like whenever people in this space, uh, I make the common joke of like whenever you ask, oh, who's your favorite artist? It's either like Keith Haring, um, Basquiat or like Picasso. You know what I'm saying? It has to be one of those names. Um, But it's a lot deeper than that. So for me, art has always been a part of my life since like probably like my teenage years. I know most people, their earliest you know, they get in this space and they see Takashi Murakami and then forget that, you know, he did the 2007 graduation cover for Kanye, been yep. an artist for a long time, done stuff yep. with Bathe and Ape. Um, but even early then, like stuff like that grabbed my attention. Uh, like the culture has always been a part of like what I love of, of anything. So I would say I started painting probably this year, last year. And but the minimalism style, which is what you see behind me. It's just what I like, man. Um, I don't share my artwork as much anymore just because I feel like in this space, honestly, art's always been a popularity contest. So Mm -hmm. 
you know, if you don't know the right people or, you know, you can't get it in front of the right people, it's really not going to go places. And I'm not really in it for the money as, as much as other people. Like I really enjoy painting and then I would just hang it up on my wall because I really, really like them. Like they don't have to be bought. I would like people to get them if they enjoy them. But I literally had someone the other day say like, yo, do you want me to start up your auction on um, foundation? And I was like, yeah, like you like the piece. And he was like, well, I mean, yeah, I like the piece, but I thought you just kind of wanted it started. And I was like, well, if you don't like genuinely like the piece, then I don't want you to like kick off the auction. It's not really Mm -hmm. about the whole point one to me. It's about someone collecting it that enjoys minimalism, enjoys my art style and stuff like that. But um, art has always been just like an expressive way. Like I've battled depression and stuff. So um, yeah, like whenever I'm feeling down or I'm feeling sad or even times where I'm like just in a super great mood, uh, I'll go to painting and I think the mood will definitely come out through the colors that I use. So, you, you know, you, you said art's always, uh, art is a on, on chain is a popularity contest. I, I, I'd say that art is a popularity contest everywhere. Yeah. Um, because if it's not, if it, if you don't get in front of the right gallerists, if you don't have the right critics in the, in the, in real life art world, then you're definitely not going to make it for the most part. Right. But I thought the blockchain kind of helped out with that. Um, but it kind of slowly devolved back into, all right, you have to have the right people pushing your stuff. If you don't have the right people pushing your stuff, then you're just not going to get seen because there's just a big, like you said, you understood supply and demand earlier. There wasn't a lot of supply, you know, first one, two years coming in. So, you know, you saw a lot of people getting discovered and and making a lot of money, um, maybe on some artwork that probably shouldn't have made that much money, but they were doing it because there just wasn't a lot of supply around there. But now, like, since there's been so much that has happened and supplied in the market, you have to work a little bit harder because it's become more competitive to get your stuff known. And that's when it has kind of devolved back into this whole structure that we have now that we've seen in the past for artists because there's a there's a ton of artists in the world there are um there are yeah and i would have to agree you're absolutely right it is a popularity contest even outside of web3 it always has been so i'm hoping that web3 does change that but um and also not to mention before we go i think people just need to normalize as well that um you can in a respectful way but you can also not like uh, other art there's a lot of art in this space i don't like um yeah which you don't have to say nothing negative on it you could just you know keep it moving but there's such thing as bad art and i think i don't know if people are realizing that now but uh you know maybe they will soon it's subjective man art, exactly. art is subjective and maybe there isn't uh isn't a such thing as bad art but yeah you're right some of the stuff that i don't really vibe with that you know maybe i vibe with more but just because of the hype back in the day that now I'll take a look at it again and I'm like, oh, shit, what, what the fuck was I thinking when I bought this? Exactly. Yeah, when, you know? the, when the price is <laughs> down, it doesn't look as good, does it, Yaba? Exactly. It does not look as good, man. I tell you right, it does not look as good. You know, I'm, I'm still like, I like it, but I don't know if I liked paying a thousand dollars for it. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that didn't but, stop you. Know, me. That's did why it. I bought it. <laughs> you know, when I was buying it, though, Nate, I was always of the opinion, like, yo, I'm buying this. Yeah, I'll spend this much money on it. 
but at least I'm buying it because I really like it, you know. And if it goes to zero, it. Yep. yeah, it, even if even if it goes to zero, I'll be happy. Well, but guess what? It, it says zero, zero and I'm unhappy right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I was lying to myself, completely lying to myself. Now I know a little bit better, but yeah. <laughs> next time will be different, Yaba. We got them. Yeah, one hundred percent. Next time will be different, man. I do. Wanna, I do want to say that this conversation must have sparked like a big shout out to to my friend J.K. West, who is uh just now getting into Pokemon cards and stuff. He might have been into Pokemon cards, but we just got him <sighs> into the cats. We just got him into the cool cats. He just posted like thirty seven minutes ago on Twitter that he just mm-hmm. bought a new cool cat. So I'm Let's getting go. more people into the cats, man. We're trying out still, here. We're, you know. and this is why Klon gave you a cool cat. He realized that, man. You gotta, you gotta rock with your your shooters, man. You know your shooters. You gotta bless them. You gotta feed them, man. I'm telling you, so man. doing the Lord's work. Keep, keep them up. Yeah. I really appreciate y'all having me on here, though, man. I know y'all are trying to wrap it up soon, but I did want to say that, um, you know, we're all at NRN. It's definitely been such a fun ass time. But you know, yeah. I really do enjoy being able to talk with y'all. Get to share my story share a little bit more about me and just you know get to vibe with the guys so it's greatly appreciated man and i wish all the best over here yes 100 percent, man i i'll say that i i don't know why it's been so long since you've come on that we've waited to have you on but i know like I, i've known like since from the beginning i was like man we gotta get sniper on we gotta get but i guess you know you're in the discord we're always talking so it feels like you know we already know each other but you know i I love your personality, man. You got a lot. It comes through always, man. It's always exciting. You got to come back, man. Maybe you can be our reoccurring yeah. guest that we can yeah, talk this, about. I'm telling yeah. you. This is not the sit down with Sniper show, so you are allowed to come back. We will have you back <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> yeah, and, we don't keep sending those. My side. Yeah, man. Keep yeah. sending those we voice love messages. The energy, man. In we love the energy, man. Like, we love having you in NRM, man. So, I big shout that. out to you. I appreciate yeah, that, no, man. And seriously. I, I echo everything Yaba says. You know, when, you, when we started the podcast, you said you were honored to be here. And the truth is, we are honored to have you in NRN. And that's real shit. Uh, you're super passionate. We love you, man. 100%. And, 100%. Uh, yeah, man. That, 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 you shoot that's real him, man. Shit, you shoot it. You stuck with us. You stuck with us. Even when, you know, like a lot of the content creators we've had, like, join up <laughs> and have left for various reasons, mostly because the market is down. And there's like, this is, uh, it, it started as a labor of love. It continued as a labor of love for us nate because we haven't made a lot on this if anything (laughs) and i mean it's going to continue to be for a little while but that's okay man it's like but we want the real people that are going to be here and and write what rock what is in the low times so we can you know celebrate in the high times all together man i feel like that's that's you if if you can't handle me and my bear you can't have me in a bowl baby (laughs) put it on a shirt put it on a shirt Uh, Uh, let's go go to booth sign sniper uh we love you man thanks for coming on uh we do need to get out of here though um thanks for listening go check out sit down with sniper check out his art go send the man some eth um send him some pokemon cards yeah but um we didn't talk about that but we, we got that's we'll next get time back we'll get him next back time. we'll get him back next Don't time worry, pokemon Yaba. i mean pokemon ain't going nowhere right no uh, i hope not nfts next time but uh but yeah for me yaba and sniper we will catch you guys in the next episode see you peace see ya. Honestly, running that back. Right, you love that. You love this, like, Nate. Honestly. <laughs> Shout out. All right, we'll catch you guys later. See you. Peace. <laughs>